Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Hey everybody, welcome to the Are You Listening podcast, where two friends sit down and talk about music for a little while. I am Scott, I'm here with my good friend Brand. Brand, how are you today? It's good, I guess, yeah, it's good. I, I didn't... <laughs> I I always panic and think of something else to say, and then I always just resort to "we're we're good, Scott." Normally, I say "good morning," but that yeah. doesn't apply ever, unless you're listening to it in the morning. I guess I always listen to us in the morning. Yeah, you do. The, as, as soon as that thing releases, you're hot on the trails. The, uh, once I'm at work, I check to make sure it works, and then I make sure the whole episode's there, and then that's all I need. That's it. I spend way more time with it. Than <laughs> you definitely do. We're here for a regular regular episode. Back-to-back regular episodes. Yeah, it feels we haven't done this in a while. We're here uh, to talk about the record Hazen Street by the band Hazen Street. And you knew nothing about them going into this at all. No, never heard the name before. Never knew anything about them. The only thing that I have figured out about them is... Mm -hmm. I, I, every time you give me a record, I write it down in my, in a notebook and then I normally download it right then. Okay. I I left my house before I downloaded it. So I'm in my car trying to figure out what is that? Is it Haxon? Is it (laughs) like, I couldn't figure it out. So I was just like Googling all kinds of things to try to figure out. I knew it was something street. I was like Haxon street, Hagzor street. Sure. And eventually I got there. And the only thing I saw information, because once it, once I saw it, it was, I was like, okay, I can look it up. Yeah, I saw that it said Supergroup. That's yes, all I sir. saw. Yep, I, I didn't see who was in it or anything. I have a couple guesses. Okay, but I that's all I saw was Supergroup, and then I went and downloaded it. So all I know is that it's some type of Supergroup. That's do you want to give me your guesses before I jump into who's actually in the band? Well, my guesses were kind of based off of the record itself. So yeah. like hearing it, they shout out New York a lot. They certainly do. And I feel like coming off of the E-Town Concrete record, yeah, you buddy. mentioned you mentioned a couple things in that episode that brought some things up. I'm going to say there's some type of mad ball involved. Yes, sir. And there's a lot of positivity on this record. There, There is. So I'm going to say there's some type of H2O involved. Yes, sir. That's all I have for guesses. I don't know who else is involved. I'll tell you, I was on this record when it came out. Like I Before it came out, I heard. That there was a Madball H2O supergroup coming out. 
Is that the only two? Like, are is it no, just there, those two? There's okay. more. There's more. But those were the two. The two mains for me. Yeah. Right. Uh. So I expected something just hardcore. Like, <laughs> yes. just, like the pinnacle. Yes. Of hardcore. I got something completely different on this record. <laughs> well, I feel it definitely leans more H2O way than Madball way. It leans a completely opposite way. I'm not completely familiar with the entire H2O discography. I was going to say, you don't know a whole lot of H2O, though. But all the H2O I listen to is very... It's more... It's weird to say pop hardcore. Yeah, you're right. It, it leans more pop punk than hardcore i think it leans into that and we'll talk about that into the record i think it leans into that street punk sound yes yeah yeah. and the street punk sound is that sing-along style and the sing-along style feels very poppy because it it's i mean it has to be catchy so you can sing along to it exactly yeah we'll get into the notes hazen street is an american supergroup that formed in early 2004 the band features Freddie Sreisian, I, I, sorry for that pronunciation, Every and week. I know, and Hoya Rock from Madball. So two dudes from Madball, Toby Morse from H2O, David Kennedy from Boxcar Racer, Over My Dead Body, and later Angels and Airwaves. Okay. And Mackie from Cro-Mags and Bad Brain. Wow. And yeah. I, I did happen to see, because I, I always check like uh the liner notes on amazon music sure i did happen to see who wrote a lot of these songs <laughs> i was just getting into that <laughs> yes chad gilbert mm-hmm. from shy halud and newfound glory co-wrote and helped record every song on the album yeah but he was soon dismissed from hazen street by newfound glory's record label due to a contract dispute ah. he was he was replaced by Brian Mitz Daniels of Madball. So a third, a third Madball. So guy. he was in the band. He was in the band. He was part of the band. Yeah. But Newfound Glory's label said, said uh, no. no. Shut it down. No, you're part of Newfound Glory. Wow. You cannot go hardcore or whatever this project <laughs> is. Yes. You can't go Hazen Street on us. You can't you can't go Hazen Street because you're too busy picking your friends over me yeah it feels that that feels weird though because i mean there was a time where newfound glory was in the conversation of they of big pop punk bands but i don't think i don't think there was ever a time where it was like newfound glory is the biggest pop punk band i think they were getting a push in that self-titled catalyst catalyst all downhill from from here all downhill from here i think was probably their biggest catalyst that's probably their biggest hit and because that was on like trl that was on trl now right in that run was where they were getting the push which i think was right around 2004 if i'm being honest yeah that would make sense but i mean even they they never had that break all downhill from here was their biggest hit and it's still not so yeah it's still not that big like you could still put three some 41 songs above it oh for sure in popularity i'm not saying in quality or anything no i agree popularity yeah but like there were there was always that there was always one or two because when blink was around newfound glory had no chance not a chance uh they were competing with good charlotte good charlotte was incredibly they sold so many records speaking of this record came out on the the brothers Benji and Joel Madden's DC Flags records. Wow, <laughs> this is all tied up. This Dude, is a... it is when I say when it's supergroup. Yeah, all the way around, it's a supergroup. It's crazy, but it's almost also like a fossil of that time of music. It it is 
Uh, yeah, it's a time capsule of 2004. Yeah, I guess time capsules I wanted. Fossil made it sound negative. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the lineup, Toby Morse is one of the vocalists, the guy from H2O. Freddie from Madball is also a vocalist who actually spent six months in prison charged with attempted criminal possession of a weapon. I think there's a line on the record about it. Yeah, yeah there is. <laughs> uh, because he did some jail time. Yeah. Yeah, Hoya Rock is from Madball. He plays bass. Mackie Jason from Chromags and uh, Bad Brains plays drums and percussion. David Kennedy from Boxcar plays lead vocal. I mean, l- lead guitar, my bad. Chad Gilbert did rhythm guitar and backing vocals, but... So is his voice is still on the record, though? I think he's still... You know, I mean, it says he recorded every song with them. Okay. So I imagine so. And then uh, Brian Mitz from Madball picked up where Chad had to leave off with rhythm guitar and backing vocals. But let's act it actually might have helped out his quote unquote legacy. I know we're not looking at Chad Gilbert's legacy here, but now when you look at the writing credits, if he would have yeah. been part of the band, it would just say written by Hazen Street. Right. But now but, it's because <laughs> he had to like break away from Hazen Street. Yeah. If you look at the credits on this album, it says Chad Gilbert with Hazen Street. It says Hazen Street and Chad Gilbert are the writers. So yeah. it looks like they brought in an outside guy that they needed. Right. It was that it was their um Feldman? Feldman. <laughs> yeah. The we talked about the so Goldfinger much. guy. Yeah, the Goldfinger. But I mean, yeah. he wrote those records, the, the most recent records of Blink-182. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wrote the, the uh, records. Yeah. Hazen Street released their self-titled debut album on Joel and Benji Madden's DC Flags Records on July 20th, 2004. Born out of an original collaboration between Morse and Kennedy. So H2O, Boxcar Racer, getting together. Um, it that that The fact that the, the, the Madden brothers put this out makes me feel even better about them. It's because I, then it's it, like I always like, thought shitty of them. <laughs> like I did when they were doing that thing where it seemed like their punk image wasn't their music for right. a while. That's what yeah. I was, and that was just me. The same thing I had problems with, like this isn't real punk, like stuff like that. Like it yeah, was too, yeah, it was too poppy. Which yeah. of course it's pop punk. It's not I real mean, punk. It's, it's supposed to be punk. poppy. Yeah, Two different types of genres, idiot. Right. Yeah. But I was a I was a kid. I didn't exactly. Know. Yep. But then, like, then you see them. One of them is married to Cameron Diaz. One of them was married to Nicole Richie. I don't know if they still yeah. are. Yeah, and that was always just, weird to me. They just became like these huge celebrities, and I was always like, ah, I don't know how I feel about those guys. I don't know. Yeah. But hearing this, that they put this record out in particular, it makes me be like, oh no, they're they're actually into music. Like they know yeah. they, they 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 like music. They're good at music. <laughs> right, right. They may be asshole dudes, but they know music maybe they aren't asshole maybe they aren't just my assumption for a while i just assume anybody married to nicole richie is kind of in that lane there was always one that seemed more of a dick yeah the more straight-laced one was that joel i can't remember the lead singer the one without the pink hair they both had all kind of hair well the one guy had liberty spikes with one spike being pink if i remember correctly i they probably both had that at some point maybe that was a long that was a long time ago. I think Benji was the one I liked more because he was the guitarist. The guitarist. He wasn't yeah. like out front. Yeah. And he just seemed cooler. But that's because he wasn't out front. That's how it always works. Like the right. person who's who's displaying more of themselves definitely seems less cool than the dude who's <laughs> right. kind of just sitting back and you don't hear what he's saying. And then you talk to him and he just, oh my God, this dude's a bore. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason he's in the background. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Hayes the Street 
were uh, were named for the address of the NY City prison in which ex Madball vocalist did a stint. So Hazen Street is where that prison where the name came from. Okay. Yeah. I was I was curious because I've never heard. I've yeah. I don't even. Yeah, no idea where Hazen Street is, but yeah, because uh, the Madball vocalist did a stint in that prison, it was on Hazen Street. They named the band Hazen Street. Understood. Yep. The band mixed hard-hitting contemporary hardcore with metal, rap rock, and pop overtones. Pretty pretty solid explanation. Yeah. That, pretty I mean, solid explanation there. And the kitchen sink. And I do realize now the the asterisk that you put on this when you gave it to me. You said, don't compare this to anything, please. I did. Yeah. I get it. I 100% understand yeah. it now. I think it's in my notes for one of the tracks. There's a certain point where I was like, I get it now. I know sure. why you didn't want me to compare this to anything. Yeah. like <laughs> Especially even, coming off our last record. That's the thing. That, that was it right there. The only reason I brought this one. Like I had, I had been thinking about bringing you this record previously. Mm-hmm. I just don't know where it fits in, yeah. right? So I gave you that opening. You gave me that record last week. I backed to back it with <laughs> yes. Hazen Street. Like I like while I was listening, mm-hmm. I was like, "Man, these fit so well." Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do similar. They do some similar things too, but they're also very different records. Exactly, and that's why I wanted, like, I wanted to like put it out there, like, don't compare it to anything. I feel like we're already we're we're like halfway into a quote unquote like crossover month with these two records back to back. <laughs> right. <laughs> we should figure something out. Oh man, I we can't. I don't know who we we would have to do like a genre draft. We would have to like draft crossover records or new metal records. Yeah, and I'm and already that's working tough on the other draft that we got coming up next week. Same, but then yeah. there's also. <laughs> There, there's bands within the new metal that we would like to draft also, I imagine. So like we, sure, wouldn't wanna, yeah. we wouldn't want to ruin those right off the bat. No, not at all. The album's producer, Howard Benson, has credits that go back to TSOL's fourth album, Revenge, released in 1986. I always forget TSOL is so old, man. Yeah. Because they, they popped up on the, the at least the earlier punk aromas. I think they were on the first two punk yeah. mm-hmm. And then I always, in my head, I put them in that generation because I, that's, no. that's when i heard them first but no they've been around for fucking ever. yeah for a long long time you think tsol and the addicts ever did a show together i bet they did i'm willing to bet they did i they had to they had to have i mean whether it's over here or over there i feel like it had to have happened yeah i'm sure it did oh what a show what a great show that would have been <laughs> what a show what a sick show yeah he also has production credits i'm gonna give you just this long list of bands because okay. they were amazing yeah from bands like Pretty Boy Floyd, Motorhead, Body Count, Less Than Jake, Sepultura, Zebrahead, P.O.D., a band I don't think you know, Lucky Boy's Confusion. Never heard of them in my life. Uh, they're on the list for you, I'm pretty sure. Crazy Town, Adema. What a Adema, wild situation we got going on. Yeah. Cold, Hoobastank, My Chemical Romance, Papa Roach, The All-American Rejects, Trust Company, Seosin, Three Days Grace, Seether, Creed, Hawthorne okay. Heights, In Flames, Palisades, and Kelly Clarkson. This guy's well, there she is. She popped up. She uh, had to. <laughs> this guy's whole career just feels like a right place, right time situation. Dude, <laughs> like... <laughs> like he just happened to be in the studio and they were like, well, all right. 
work Corn's, on it, I guess. Jonathan Davis's brother comes in and says, I'm working on a record. Yeah, it's that's wild. Yeah. That's wild. That's so much shit. And it, had- and it's like the good records too. It's not okay. like Did he do the Creed hits? I don't uh, I don't know about that. Actually, one. I think that's later on in Creed's I was gonna say that he was part of the day that I learned who produced a Creed track, it might yeah. be the day we gotta call it a quiz on here. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's when I got well no, no, not not produced. Let's go like the day I fi- I I start talking about who engineered a creed oh, a creed that's- track. That's yeah. when we got to be like, okay, we're getting too deep. We need to, right. we need to, we need to step off for a bit. We, we need, need a sh- break. Yeah, we need to shave this down. We can't be doing that. Right. That's, who's that for? That guy? <laughs> Nobody. Yeah, <laughs> not even him. <laughs> That's all the notes I could find for the band and the record. Yeah, uh, but I have kind of like my E Town. Yeah, situation. it's like it's really really similar. Um, so I'll jump into the albums that were released July two thousand four. Yes, please. The thirteenth was a big day. Okay. We have Evergreen Terrace releasing At Our Worst. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I I really like Evergreen Terrace a lot. Have we talked about drafting them? They don't have enough records, do they? I, I don't think they have enough. I think they have like five. God damn it. That's the band. That's if If you would like look at a bracket of like what made more influence and what I like now. Yeah. Evergreen Terrace did it by introducing me to breakdowns like i had heard they, breakdowns yeah but that that track new friend request and the fucking breakdown in new friend request made me go hold on where is all this where is more of this what bands do only this and that's what yeah. I, I went straight from that and then found throwdown and then like there i said, go. wanted yeah. to have a complete breakdown band that i still haven't gotten off the ground <laughs> right yeah they only have six records yeah i mean we could do a we could do a one. mini yeah also on the 13th, we have Guttermouth with Eat Your Face. You ever listen to Guttermouth? I have listened to Guttermouth, but not, I don't think not a that full one. album. I don't think a full album. Mm. Just like tracks on compilations. Gotcha. Kind of a through line for us this week. Cattle Decapitation with Humanure. Humanure. That's the first big one I ever listened by them. And But I don't know, man. There is something. Their, their newest one did something to me. I would say you really liked it. Nothing from Cattle Decap has ever done that to me before. Like, I've liked them. Yeah, but that album for some reason came through. Yeah, gotcha. And I was like, "Wow, this is it. This yeah. is it for me." I, I liked it a lot. Big fan. Yep. KRS One released "Keep Right." Keeps putting out records. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's all over. The band Sparta put out "Porcelain." You don't know Sparta? I don't think so. But two of the guys, uh, the percussion section of "At the Drive-In" formed Sparta. Okay, I probably saw that when. Doing... I mentioned it to you when we were talking about the Mars Volta. Yeah, I, I, that's when I, I when I was looking into Mars Volta and yeah. everything is probably I saw that as well. Yep. Adam Sandler put out Shh, "Don't Tell." I don't think that's the one. There was that's not the one. There is one. You remember how I always talk about that I, when I joined Columbia House and got yeah. the twelve CDs for a penny or whatever. Yeah. One of them was an Adam Sandler comedy CD. Yeah. Oh, it it was Stan it was Stan and Judy's kid. Oh, okay. That was in that came out in '99. Oh, gotcha. There's yeah. no way that I was in Columbia House in '99. It was probably like 2000, 2001. When did Americana come out? Welcome to Americana. Because I, I got I got that as well. Speaking of Americana, and I know this is coming out way after it, but the cover artist for Americana, uh, the the Melvins, that that the, like that 
the that very the cool like pop art kind yeah, of yeah he he passed away last week oh man and I didn't it, know that Bummer. I didn't know how many cool ass album covers he did just a ton Frank Kozik rest in peace buddy he did some Queens of the Stone Age covers obviously he did some that Melvin's cover with the double headed dog yeah yeah he's he was a he's a I mean that 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 Americana cover is unreal to me I think I love it it really sucked me in at that age yeah. Also released on the 13th, we have The Roots with The Tipping Point. You're not a Roots... You haven't listened to a Roots project yet? I've never listened to a full Roots project. I'm I don't think this of... is the one I'm going to bring you, but it might be. Okay. There, There's a few that I really, really enjoy from from them. That just means it got to wait a while because we're in this, I know, month, yeah. in this month right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then the last one on the 13th is Lars Fredrickson and the Bastards, Viking. Yeah, I could have probably bought that record off of him from his collection for, I don't know, 600 bucks. <laughs> right. He <laughs> would whatnot. sign it, though. Yeah, he'd he sign it, it, so you got it. Don't get me wrong. If you got that money, that's cool as hell. Yeah. Like, you you bring some, show somebody your record collection, be like, oh, no, that's that's Lars's actual copy. Yeah. Like, like that's that cool came from his collection. Yeah, that's cool as fuck. It but is. I can't. Damn, that's that. a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, released on the 20th, we have Less Than Jake with B is for B-Sides. Is is it an actual B sides record? Yep. Okay. It's from their their record anthem. And then the B sides from that. Also on the 20th, we have the Dillinger Escape Plan with Miss Machine. Not the big one that I got in not, from them. Nope. I like it, but not one of my favorites of theirs. And then also on the 20th, we have the Hives with Tranosaurus Hives. Okay. They're that garage. we're still in garage rock, yeah. 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 But I think this that... is the end of that garage rock. It makes sense though, because if if I if I do have to say, we'll get into it with my notes. But there's a couple garage rock jangly guitars in here on this record. There's a couple. There there are a few, yeah, but they don't go full garage rock. No, 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 no. Yeah. There's only like a garage rock riff here and there. Yeah. Uh, released on the 27th, we have Terror Squad with True Story. <laughs> okay, Patio, get after yeah. it. <laughs> we also have Kitty with Until the End. I'm sure I listened to that. I know I listened to all the Kitty records. I need to revisit Kitty, I think. Yeah. Didn't they just have a record store day release? Yeah, and it was of the record like I think I want. It's mm. I think it's the record. Is it the record spit or is it the single spit? I don't remember. I think the single is spit. Yeah, I don't remember. That was the name of the song, yeah. Also on the 27th, Taking Back Sunday with Where You Want to Be. I was into that one. Which covers that? That's the one with the kid walking down the street. Okay. That's the big the one. The brown. That's one of the big ones, right? I think the big one is Make Damn Sure, which is the one after that. That's where everybody <laughs> went nuts and you were like, no. Oh, no. The the name of the record is Louder Now. Make Damn Sure was the single. And yeah, everybody loved that record. And uh, Hot Take, I, I hate it. I don't think it's good. <laughs> which feels weird. Yeah, I know. Uh, I have two more records that came out it's weird you haven't hit like anything that were definite there's, for me there's nothing that i mean it's weird or there's something on there that you didn't even recognize I, the name of. it's a possibility very well could i do that for you all the time i was like i don't recognize any of these yeah but coming out on the 26th we have now that's what i call music 58 the uk series okay and then on the 27th we have now that's what i call music 16 the u.s series yeah <laughs> how different how different are the track lists on those? Did I have no idea. I did look them up. Because I know the now that's what I call music over there. I feel like even when it started, it was going farther back. Whereas the American yeah. version is all like current chart hits. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. 
I don't know either. We'll jump into the Billboard Hot 100 now. Coming in at number five, If I Ain't Got You by Alicia Keys. Yeah, that was a, that was a great song. Mm-hmm. Man, she's, really always, she's always good. Yeah. Coming in at number five, The Reason by Hoobastank. Goddamn. If you if if there ever if I ever said that there was a guilty pleasure because I don't believe that in them right anymore there. I don't believe in guilty pleasures anymore no. if you like it you like it exactly the reason did something for me even oh, yeah. even back then when I was not supposed to like that song. oh I'm with you I saw them perform it live Scott oh at the Rolling Rock Fest <laughs> yes. yeah buddy there was a giant like. You know how like the, it goes down to a well, most venues outside venues, it goes down into like a valley, and then the stage is down there. Yeah, yeah. Well, it rained earlier in the day, so that hill was mud. Mud. So everybody was just taking turns sliding down the hill and oh, running yeah. down and coming back up. And the reason was playing while that was happening. So I have this nostalgia now. When I hear the reason, I feel the energy that I did then. And yeah. It's great. I love that song. It's a good song. It's a yeah, good song. I I couldn't see playing it like seven times in a row but it's good no song. but it's a good song <laughs> coming in number three we have burn by usher i want to get that album but i fear that it's too long i had the cd yeah i remember enjoying it but i think i do remember it being long i think there's some fat on there we can get rid of most likely coming in at number two we have slow motion by juvenile featuring soldier slim now we're talking. Now now we're where we're at. See, this is where you're at. Slow motion for me. Slow motion for me. Slow motion for me. Move a slow motion for me. She working that back. I don't know how to act. Yeah, that shit is fucking <laughs> it. And that music video spent some time on my TV. That's for sure. I don't know it at all. It was like one of those. I'm going to well, say it's it a was... juvenile video, so I'm pretty sure I have an idea of what but it I, is. I feel like it's also one of those like twerking is starting to catch on. Like twerking is where it's, starting yeah. to become a thing. I'm not saying yeah. juvenile invented twerking, no. but it's starting to get more mainstream. People are starting yeah, to recognize what this is. Yeah. Coming in number one, Confessions Part Two by Usher. Usher all over the chart. One and three. Yeah, this was this was Usher's prime, I think. It, right, it right definitely area. was. Yep. Got a few other ones. Coming in at number 15, Every Time by Britney Spears. I don't even know what record that's off of. Neither do I. It's not, oops, I did it again. So it has to be the one that maybe I'm a Slave for You is on. I'm not sure. I definitely, Britney's first two records I love. Yeah. And then there's tracks here and there. I've never ventured into her whole discography. Maybe I should. Maybe. Uh, I think it's like Madonna. You know, it's it, she is the closest to Madonna, where Madonna has so many records out. Yeah. But people still know the same seven songs. Because yeah, because they were just a big, big they hits. were the singles. Yeah. Coming in at number 16, yeah, by Usher featuring Lil John and Ludacris. One of the first full rap verses I ever memorized. Yeah. <laughs> if you hold the tit steady, I'm gonna milk the cow. Just just so you know, Scott. If you hold the tit steady, I'm gonna milk the cow. <laughs> My pinky's valued over three hundred thousand. <laughs> Oh, coming in at number 19, we have Meant to Live by Switchfoot. That was the big Switchfoot song. Yeah, it was. I love yeah, that song, too. I that, do, too. That was one where I have, and this is rare. I mean, it's probably more common for you than it was mm -hmm. for me, but seeing the video and falling in love with a track from a video. I don't think I, I ever saw the video. That's what I mean. Like, I, yeah. I'm not, I don't mean for that song. I mean, you probably learned of more things from videos on MTV because they played more videos back then. Yeah, yeah. And then I just saw it one day and I said, 
I really like this. And then once doing the research that you could do back then, which was like asking other people yeah, pretty much and then the magazines and then somebody telling me that they played the creation fest. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I think that song's enough for me. <laughs> I, I bought that CD and I remember liking it. There was another big hit that came off that record, but I can't remember what it was, but I, I really like your Huba stank is kind of my switch foot. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And then I have one more coming in number 32. Live Like You Were Dying by Tim McGraw. I don't know it. You don't know it? I don't know it. Oh, man. If if there was ever a time in my life where I was, what was this, 04? 04, yeah. Yeah, if there was ever a time in my life where I was more anti-country, it's it's 04 <laughs> to about 07, 06. Right. There, there was like that three-year period, four, five, and six, where... If I even heard a country song, I was trying to kick a radio. Gotcha. Like, I was just, ah, this is fucking trash. <laughs> I really like the uh, that Live Like You Were Dying track. It's really good. I don't think I've ever even heard it. Billboard 200, number five, Avril Lavigne with Under My Skin. Yeah, it's her second album, I think. Yeah, I think so. Maybe her third? No, because her third had Girlfriend on it, I think. Lyme Disease Warrior Avril Lavigne. Is that right? She had apparently she had it so bad that she was on like antibiotics for like seven months and couldn't even get out of bed. Oh, yeah. Rough. That's what scares me about ticks, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. They're, <laughs> they're so tiny. And, oh, man. They get you. And they can do it to you. Yeah. Let's get a vaccine out there. Give you whatever. Shoot whatever you need in my body. I don't want Lyme <laughs> right. disease. Not at all. Coming in number four, we have Jada Kiss with Kiss of Death. Jada, number four. Yeah. For so long. Okay. I, I've never talked about this before. Jada Kiss. His name has kiss in it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like Jada also sounds a bit feminine's the wrong term, but let's well, just Jada Pinkett Smith. That's where yes. my mind goes. It's so Jada Kiss to me, I always thought was like an R and B guy. Like I never listened to Jada. Just kiss. based off the name. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a part to me where I would see Jada Kiss and be like, I'm all right. I yeah. always thought it was that. But then like Jada is one of the coolest fucking rappers of all time. Yeah, I love Jadakiss now. I don't think like, I've ever listened to a, a project by him. Like I probably heard a single or two, just stray. So I like the locks. I don't know if I've ever listened to a Jadakiss album except for that newer one he put out. Mm. He put out one called like Ignatius or something, and I got into that. Yeah, I've never listened to a Jadakiss project. I don't think I've ever listened to a Locks project either. I would recommend it. It's okay. I mean, it's New York hip hop. It's it's that 90s, should be right in my area. Yeah, it's '90s New York hip hop, and Jada's voice is so specific. I love gotcha. it. I love it. Coming in number three, we have Gretchen Wilson with "Here for the Party." The only thing I know about Gretchen Wilson is I think I've seen her on like greatest albums lists. Oh, okay. I don't. Isn't know she why. like a country? That's what I think. Yeah, I never listened. Me neither. Coming in number two. Usher with Confessions. Oh, who beat that out then? It has to be uh-huh. now it's like all music, right? Lloyd Banks with The Hunger for More. Wow. This Lloyd was... Banks coming in at number one. Well, I mean, we know why. That came off of 50 Cent's back. Yeah, but that I didn't think a number one album. I thought maybe top 10. It's 04 album sales are out. Like we're getting into single times now. That's why Jade is up there. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. And I mean, good for Lloyd Banks. Lloyd Banks was held down by G Unit for a while. Oh, yeah. Like, he he should have been doing other shit, but he definitely should have. And but... he should he should have never been compared to 50. That's another problem. That like, was they're, they're two the different big rappers. issue. That was they're, the big issue with them. 
they are two different rappers. And then yeah. Young Buck put out one of the worst rap albums of all time. <laughs> it's fucking horrible. It's bad. There's not many records I have in my collection that I wish I could get rid of. That's one of That's them. That's one of them. Yeah. It's yeah. Bad. Buck the world. Oof. Well, I got a couple other ones. Okay. Coming in at number 13, we have Lil Wayne with the Carter. The first Carter. The first Carter. Okay. I don't, I wasn't on to Lil Wayne at this point. Coming in at number 82, Atreyu with the Curse. Yeah. I love that record. That was yep. that was one that helped me get into some cleaner vocals. Yeah. Coming in at number 98, this one's for me, Incubus with a Crow Left of the Murder. That is the one that I liked. No, you liked Light Grenades. At the time. Oh, at the time. I didn't like it. anything they did. And then Crow Left of the Murder. I what, love it. What was the hit off that? Uh, Megalomaniac. Megalomaniac, yeah. I love that track. Again, yeah. MTV saw the video. Listen to the song. I like, did I see like that this. video. That video was like uh kind of animated-ish, but I believe video, so. yeah. Like animated over the video, I think. I don't think I like that whole record though. I think later years I listened to the whole record and I was like, I think I can just handle Megalomaniac. Gotcha. I have the longest running 124 weeks on the charts. Over two years. Coming in at 77. We have Nora Jones with Come Away With Me. That checks out. Yeah, that checks yeah. out. That's that. That's who was selling records back then. Yeah, consistently was those singer songwriters. Yeah. Yep. Sure Good was. for her. I don't think I ever listened yeah. to Nora Jones' record. I don't think I have either. But I remember it being big. If she has a short one, I'm in. I don't know if I could handle a 55 minutes. Of that. I don't know. She's Maybe no not Mich- though. I don't want to judge it. She's no Michelle Branch. I'll tell you <laughs> that. <laughs> sure. Sure, Scott. I'll, whatever that <laughs> quote means. I don't know. I have no idea either. Sure. <laughs> She's just one of the other ones that I knew of. Well, that's it for the charts. That's it for the notes. We have Hazen Street, self-titled, 2004 release, 12 songs, 37 minutes, 57 seconds. A quick little one for oh, you. I like the I like the the length. The length I, is good for this guy. I thought you might. Yeah. Brand, tell me what you think of Are You Ready? The first track. We dive right in with a yeah. hardcore riff. So I'm I'm right off the bat, I'm expecting a hardcore record. Like I hear that hardcore riff. I know. Like, here we go, hardcore record. Yep. And then the vocals come in and it's kind of it it lilts a little too like a hardcore punk track. Like it's sure. it's it's a little more punky. Yeah. It's excellent. The first track, right off the bat, is excellent. Yeah. It's just specific enough and broad enough that it could be about anything. Yeah. Like this, track, this track alone, you could make it about your life. You could make it about somebody else's life. Whatever yeah. you want to make it. It's it's so it's so specific and so broad at the same time. Hard to explain. Listen to the listen. Are you ready? If you want to know what that means. Yeah. It, it's it's a great track through and through. I have to say up top, I don't have a ton to say about a lot of these tracks That's, because they're yeah. they're fairly straightforward. Yeah, I mean they're they are what they are. Yeah. Like I will I will note on different things that I hear and recognize, but for the most part, it's hard to go in depth on a lot of these tracks. Yeah. So yep. they kind of like the notes I got. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this track was actually the official theme song of WWE Survivor Series 2006. Oh six. 06, I was 100% watching wrestling. That's without a doubt. Was that CM Punk era? Oh, hold on. 06, I may not have been watching wrestling. Let me just look up who was the champ in 06. Edge? Edge, John Cena? Okay. Rob Van Dam feels like a weird one. Yeah, I'm going to say this is probably right after I stopped. I was still playing the games. Sure. But yeah, I don't think I was watching consistently in 06. 
I was busy doing drugs and having sex, I think. <laughs> Which isn't, I wouldn't recommend it. Watch wrestling. <laughs> Continue to watch wrestling. But oh, yeah, man. so I may have heard a chunk of it if I was like, if I tuned in, because they always play the theme during the regular shows. But I know for a fact I didn't watch the pay-per-view at the time because gotcha. I, I could not afford that pay-per-view right. at the time. Yeah. So moving on to the second track, Fool the World. Fool the World. Here's where we get that first garage rock guitar. We get yeah, a little bow, jangly, bow, little jangly guitar, garage rock guitar at the beginning yeah. here. And it throws me a little bit because we sure. just came off like a hardcore punk track. And I was like, yeah. what are we doing here? Yeah. And then it's a pop punk, street punk amalgam of like catchiness. <laughs> and then the lyrics are kind of hip hop tinged. Yeah. And the line, which we referenced, maybe this is why you went to jail. I've had beef. I've walked with heat. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he, he, he had that weapon on him. He kept that thing on him. The chorus is pure pop punk, without a doubt. Like, this is yeah. a, just, just dripping with pop punk. This is Chad Gilbert at its finest. The, and at the second track, I said, I understand now why you wanted me to not compare this to anything. Because yeah. if I were to sit here and compare this to E-Town Concrete. That, yeah. It, it, it I mean. It doesn't could. match. You could, but it's not fair. It's not fair it's, to either. That's. Record. And that's what I wanted. Like, that's why I said it. Like, it just wouldn't be. This is more pop than E-Town. Yeah. Like, that's definitely more hardcore. You get the vocals that are just gritty, kind of heavier yeah. vocals. And then you get the more actual rapping mm -hmm. in E-Town, where Hazen Street gives you that, but then gives you more pop punk. It's almost like this could be, and again, you said not to compare. I'm not trying to compare. But yeah. if you like reined in E-Town with a lasso made of pop punk, yeah, this could be it. Because E-Town kind of goes on both of the extremes yep. both ways, yeah. whereas this stays central but then adds that pop punk into it. Yeah, exactly. There was a line in this track that as if I would have listened to this when I was in 04, mm -hmm. as a kid, would have really bummed me out. Oh, no. You're all from Front Street. Better keep it moving, kid. My address as a kid was oh, no, Front wasn't Street. Front Street. <laughs> I lived on Front Street, but it is weird though because it was Front. I, there were at, like at the end of my block, there was one sign that said Front Street, and yeah. the other sign said Front Avenue. Oh, so I never really knew. Halfway through, my address was also 182. So if you don't think I wrote blank <laughs> above my my little sign on my For house, sure. you're wrong. Yeah. So yeah, that would have really bummed me out as a kid. I'd have been like, oh. <laughs> I gotta keep it moving. I gotta keep it moving. Kid, you don't know what you're doing here. This track was featured on NHL 2005 and Madden NFL 2005. I definitely heard probably both of those. Yeah. But again, this is that thing where for years, I would hear songs in movies, but I they would never... never. It would never be music. Like yeah. it's it's accompanying the movie. It doesn't. It's not a song to me. Yeah. It never. It never did anything. And it's probably the same for video games for the most part, except for like Tony Hawk, Tony Hawk. and the Burnout series, because that's where I heard Right Side of the Bed for the first time, which mm. blew my mind. Yeah. Fool the World does a thing that I really appreciate from pop punk and some street punk here and there, where the guitars will fall out and it's just the vocals over the per percussion. Yeah. And then it comes back in and it, it's always a good moment. I don't care yeah. when you want to do it. It's always a good moment. Yep. I love that too. It's, it was one of my favorite tropes and it's where it works perfectly in full the world. Yeah. Moving on to the next track written mm -hmm. much heavier and groove riff here. Mm -hmm. and, and again, it's great. This is a skate punk street punk song. Now it's all over the place. 
but the place that it's all over is a particular basement in one person's house, like one person's <laughs> neighborhood. Like, yeah. like it's all the bands that played the show just together. That's what right. it is. And that that's technically what that's it is. That's exactly it's what this Glory, is. <laughs> yeah. it, it's it's Madball, it's H2O, it's, it's Boxcar. H2O, it's all of them. They Crawl all played bags. the same show and they said, Yeah, this is just the soundtrack of the of the of the venue. That's kind yeah. of what this feels like. It feels like the soundtrack of a venue of this time. Yeah. I could see this track on a punk rama. Like this one sounded yeah. to me like if this popped up on a punk rama, like it fit right in. Right after Descendants Coffee Mug oh. or right after pump up the volume by no effects like it it would slide right in between right in there but another great track another one fantastic moving on to sorry yes whatever wave of punk that this riff is Mm -hmm. is my favorite wave of punk oh yeah whatever whatever wave that is and it is probably that epitaph punkorama wave again we're not every time we try to go to waves it fucks yeah yeah so we're not gonna do that but whatever wave it is it's great the guitar then disappears and there's a slight rapping cadence in the lyrics, mm-hmm. but it is also an incredibly positive song. This is when I started to get those H2O vibes. This, Yeah, I think the main vocalist on this one is Toby. Okay. I love the lyrics of this one. It tones down the energy a bit, which is probably the safest thing for this record. Because yeah. you, can't, you can't continue to build like that. Yeah, it's, building it, it, up like that is just going to... It's it gonna will fuck really up fizzle point. out. Yeah, It'll really fizzle out. Yeah, for sure. It's very radio friendly mm-hmm. and poppy chorus. Like this thing could have been on the radio. I could see this thing on the radio now, if we're being hundred percent honest. Yeah, a lot of the lyrics repeat and repeat and repeat, and it tickles that thing in me that Twenty One Savage does. Like, <laughs> I'm good. I am good with it. It just like give me get, just keep saying it. I'm fine with it, and, right. it's, and th- that's what you also have to do to make them those sing along. Is you repeat yes, it enough yeah. that everybody knows it, and then they can sing along. It's great. Yeah. Another again, great song. Moving on to trouble. Garage rock guitar is back, but it is accompanied by a second guitar doing a little uh, doing a do- jingling, jingling around. A little jingling. This this track itself could be off Van Weezer. <laughs> the vocals and everything. Like the vocals are so clean. I didn't think about that. This one, you you could slide this right in the track list of Van Weezer and it, sure. it would be like, yeah, yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> it fits. Yeah, no yeah. problem. Not no problem at all. Get Rivers singing in on it. This track would be on Weezer's hardcore punk record. Like, you know how they do those? <laughs> yeah. They do like those like kind of experimental records here and there. Yeah. Rivers Cuomo would be doing the Sid Vicious snarl too much. Like, you don't want that. <laughs> Just, yeah. Nobody wants that. <laughs> Although it's another really good track. I, I wish that this sound is what pop punk was currently. Yeah. And I fear that it's because there's so much emo tied into the current pop. There's punk a life. lot of emo in pop punk right now. Yeah. yeah. I wish this like if this was what pop punk was on the radio. God damn. Would I be so heavily invested in a pop punk right now? Because I yeah. love this sound. This sound was great. Another awesome. again. Another great track. Man, this is fantastic. Moving on to In Memory Of. Yes, sir. Starts out another great riff. This is good riffs, man. The, I've yeah, been, I've been appreciating riffs more recently. Like I've been really paying attention to riffs, and this I like this that giving me riffs. I, I, I like, like that. This. But the riff did set me up because the riff set me up to basically be jumped by my emotions. <laughs> yes, this one. Yeah, nothing up to this point on this album prepared me for this one. This is kind of your first taste into like gut wrenching. Yes, personal stuff. Yeah. And the chorus is special. This is a special chorus. Like when you hear this, there's no doubt. It's like, yeah, that's yeah, that that is that is an earworm, but it's also beautiful. It's excellent. 
and it's repeated, repeated 15 times. I don't care. Yeah. Give me, give me more of it. I'll take all of it. I'll that's, gobble it down and sit here with, with the chorus juice on my fingers. I don't yeah, care. Give me all the, the chorus. That's the pop aspect of these, these tracks. Like, and a bit of the, the hardcore street punk aspect. That too. Yeah. 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 Give me all of it. Yum. This shit's so in my wheelhouse. In, yeah. in, in memory of a so in my wheelhouse. I'll, just my hands are dripping with the chorus juice. <laughs> I'm just, I'm sucking the bone. I don't give a shit. Get that marrow out of there. <laughs> Moving on to tomorrow. Yes, sir. Very first thought on that, on that, this, the, like the tiny riff we have is, oh no, is this a Death Cab song? No, oh, no. <laughs> like it, at first, I'm like, what's going on here? What is this? And then it doubles down on the emotions. Yeah. Again, excellent. The double vocals on this remind me of, I think I've mentioned it before, that song that Pennywise did with Exene, that We're Desperate song. Oh, yeah. How yeah. the vocals don't quite match up. Yeah. But it works in such but they a way work. Yeah. that it's like, yeah, yeah, I like that song. Yeah. I would I would hate some of these choruses if they mm-hmm. weren't associated with the songs that they are. Like, okay. if, the, if the whole song sounded like the chorus, I don't know if I'd vibe on this as much. Gotcha. But because we're bouncing around from the hardcore punk into the poppy chorus, into a little, you know, rap-tinged verses, yeah. it works for me. But if it all sounded like that, it would just be like, okay, it's it's it'd be that thing where I'm like, is this just a, a quote unquote rock record? No subgenres. Right. Yeah. And it, it wouldn't do much for me. But because it's there, it's there. They got a lot going on in every song. The keep on living harmonized is a perfect match for this. Another stellar track. This album's batting a thousand at this point. There's Hell there's yeah. not a miss on this track list yet. Not a miss. And they're all pretty short songs, too. Yes. I'm living yeah. this. Next track, all that. Mm-hmm. Man, 14 to about 19 year old me. So like mid to late teens, I would have lived this album. Oh this man. Thing, this thing would have been so in it would have been spun so much I would have had to have four or five different CDs. Like I love <laughs> yeah. I, I would have this would have been honestly, it would have been like my religion at this point. Yeah. That's what that's when I was like super PMA. I mean, yeah. okay, maybe not 14. Let's go six like 14 to 16. I would have loved the music. Yeah, 16 to 19 would have been the message. message. It would have been because I was so PMA and just ignoring all of the trauma in my life and thinking that PMA (laughs) could solve everything and not always the answer. Not quite. It's everything that I was listening to back then combined into one sound. Yeah. (laughs) And it was just it was a shortened version of my daily playlist. Like I'm listening, I listen to this and then I'll listen to this. Then you have to go to something else. And then I'll listen to this. This just combines it all, just compresses it all into a nice little compostable cube for me to digest. (laughs) And I I am a horse eating these sugar cubes all day. I don't care. I'll suck this thing down. Yes. And then it also adds in some of the stuff that I've only gotten into recently. Some of that softer stuff. Some of the, some of the more pop. I hated pop until probably like 10 years ago, probably. Yeah. So it, it, there's a lot of that pop in there too. How these very harmonizing clean parts fit in with this record sometimes is baffling to me. Yeah. Because they go from a gritty hardcore riff into these harmonizing choruses and it's beautiful. It's so it crazy. That producer knows what he's doing. I'm yeah, glad he worked real. with all those people. Yeah. Moving on to backup. This one is so familiar. I feel like I could have heard it in a video game or... I did. I did hear the you video. You very game. well might have. It okay. was on NBA 2K5. 100%. Yeah, I've put, I've put, who, if you added up the hours I put in the NBA 2K series, <laughs> I probably could have a doctorate. 
I thought it might have also been a skate video because that that's another thing. That's a whole nother level too. When I would see hear songs in movies, yeah, I wouldn't associate them. When I saw them in skate videos, I thought that they were for the skate videos. I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, for the video. Yeah, look at that triple heel <laughs> flip, no problem. <laughs> right. Uh, it's so smooth on the pop, but doing it in a way that's very unique to the band in particular. This is where I really started to. This is the H2O vocalist, right? Toby, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I yeah, really the, this that is the chorus. One yeah. I really recognized it on this one. Yeah. I was like, "This is so familiar. This is yeah. so familiar." I I love Toby. I his vocals are amazing, yeah. and him as a dude, he's just he's a super cool guy. Yeah. I also believe that maybe every single song that's ever made could have the everybody yelling out their blocks and where they're from at the end. Because <laughs> I'm fine with it. That's a banger. I don't New give a York, shit. New York, MIA, LAX. I'm not near any of those places. None of them. Man, I'm all about LES right now. Give me that Lower East Side. Moving on to Crossroads. How the hardcore street punk hip-hop work sliding into this super polished hooks is stunning every time. It, it, it's absolutely stunning. There's it's funny a, explaining it that way makes it sound so ridiculous. It does. But, I know. <laughs> I know. But when you listen to it, it works so well. It's yeah. weird. It's so weird. It is. There's a give me a punk breakdown in here. I'll take it. There's a yeah. there's a punk breakdown with pick slides. Yeah, I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, buddy. Give me that. Yep. Give me more of that. Another yeah. really good and really positive track here. Yeah. Stick up kid. The second to last track. Now we're hitting pure 2000s pop punk. Like yeah. you can just hear that and the, the newfound glory and the boxcar racer really explain the musicality on this one. Yeah. It's the bread and butter. It's my bread and butter on this. The gun stuff, we live in uh, we live in the society in 2023. So gun stuff it's, is iffy. It's tough. But I love this track. Everything about this track. Because god damn it, this track makes me think like the whole the whole okay, the whole idea of this track is I could have been a stick up. I could have been a stick up kid. Yeah. I could have been anything. Yeah, exactly. Could have done a lot of things. When I think that there were actually times where I would like sit down with friends who maybe weren't friends, you know. Yeah. We genuinely talked about like, you know, we maybe we could actually do it. Like maybe we could actually right? go and like rob. I mean, to the craziest extent, a liquor store, you know, right? Yeah, like actually sitting down, never did it, but thinking sure. like maybe we could go the and that hit me so hard and it hit so close to home. Like may I could have been a stick up kid. There's yeah. so many there's so many moments in my life where all it would have taken were me taking a step in one direction and my life would be so different. One completely out of nowhere thought could have just sent you. Yeah, a completely different direction. Yeah. So this track, I'll clean this thing to the cob. I will chew every <laughs> tiny piece of corn off this cob. This is a 10 track to me. This, yeah, this track buddy. is a 10 track. Yes. And for the uh for the are you listening listers out there, please throw it up on that list because I haven't been keeping track. I haven't either. <laughs> and then finally we have Hazen, the outro. The outro, yeah. Without outro parenthetically on the end of this track i would hold it against the record yeah t- there I is totally a bit, understand. there is a bit i would but because it says outro for some reason it's the it end you're allowed to do whatever you want it could just say free reign because yeah. you do whatever like i don't give the a clo- shit the closer can be whatever you want to do yeah this is like if if the backstreet boys wrapped a bit in 98 <laughs> <laughs> this is like if Limp Biscuit was produced by Max Martin. Right. Like this is such a weird vibe. 
and it, yeah. it, it doesn't harm the record because it is just an outro. I don't it, pay no heed to outros. I don't pay any I, heed. To it outros. sounds like more fun. Like they were just fucking around in the studio. They're like, like let's do this '98. Let's do let's do this '98 hip hop fake shit real quick and end the record with it. It was almost just like outtakes. Like they were just yeah. dicking around and like yeah, I feel that on the end of the record. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, Hayes in the outro. It, I'm I'm glad it's at outro because I would oh, yeah. I'd have been worked Any, anywhere else on the record it would not have worked. But <laughs> I, I could think... see it right in the middle if you put interlude parenthetically. But other than that, <laughs> other than that, I don't know if you pull this off. Yeah. Goddamn. Great, great record. It, it batted a thousand. Oh, Every track was great. Every track. Thank was God. Awesome. I have a little cleanup before I ask you the question. Yep. On August thirty first, two thousand five. The band posted an update on their website reporting that they would begin to work on a new record at the end of 2005. Label to be announced. So not necessarily on Joel and Benji's record label. Mm -hmm. However, there's been no website updates since then. And nothing has been heard regarding this new album, presumably due to Kennedy's full-time involvement with Angels and Airwaves. Uh, Hazen Street reunited for a one-off performance on June 21st, 2009, supporting H2O, in a show in New York City. Hazen Street again reunited to perform at the East Coast Tsunami Fest 2011. It's a hardcore punk metal festival that took place in Reading, Pennsylvania. What do you think the chances are that Hazen Street and E-Town ever played on the same ticket? I, they would be too much. I would have loved it. I don't think it would have happened. I just feel like because if they both only reunite to play these like festivals or shows, like maybe, maybe. there would be a chance. Yeah, I maybe. In 2012, Hazen Street performed at the Gros Rock Festival in Belgium. And together with Madball and H2O, Hazen Street was part of the Rebellion Tour in 2023, playing shows all over Europe. Oh, yeah. I mean, all the members are in those two bands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. how they get paid twice. That They figured it out. That's yeah, how you get paid twice right? for a tour. 100%. <laughs> but I found it really interesting, the parallels between E-Town Concrete yeah. and Hazen Street. Yeah, you, there's not much about their formation. Nope. You They they put out a record. I mean, E-Town put out three, but yeah. put out a, a limited amount of music. Yep. Then they said, then they just met, stopped existing and then play reunions, quote unquote, and yeah. just shows every once in a while. Yeah, it is. It is interesting. It yeah. is interesting. Really, really wild. And Europe makes sense, though, because Europe is really big into that crossover stuff. Yeah. Like, crossover is huge in Europe. That band Dog Eat Dog, which I don't I, know. They oh, all Borough Kings is the record that I this comes to mind. Okay. Huge crossover record. Did didn't really do anything in the states, but mm -hmm. made them mega stars in Europe. Like they, oh, they, really? they toured Europe for like four years on that record. Oh, Nobody wow. gave a shit about that record in America. Oh, but it's great. I've never heard of it. Yeah, crossover existed, and then new metal kind of took it, took it over, yeah. and then anything that was crossover was kind of planted Dubbed. with that new yeah. metal, and then you know everybody had an opinion on new metal. Yeah. So I guess we do top three. Top if three. Ask me the question. Well, number one, Stick Up Kid. That song's a 10. I can't say anything bad about that song at all. It's I'm my number three. I'm to say many of these, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's my um, number three, Stick Up Kid. Number two, In Memory Of. Big fan of that one. That would be my number four if I was cheating like normal. <laughs> okay. Number three, I could really throw any of the rest of them. I mean, just to throw a couple of Sorry, Trouble, and all that. All yeah. three of those you could throw in there. But any of the other tracks I'm good with. I, I didn't dislike any of these tracks. I liked all these tracks for different reasons. And for yeah. the same reason, because they all did so much. Yeah. What's your number one? 
My number one is sorry. Okay. My number two is tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. I, I have no, I have no problems with any of these tracks at all. Any of them. That's awesome. So hearing that you have no problems with any of the tracks, mm-hmm. Brian Hazen street, self-titled record. Yeah. Thrown own phone or drone. I looked this thing up. Yeah. I looked up the, there are, there's a few vinyl pressings. Not many of them are available, not but many. they're out yeah. there. I saw the cheapest one I could buy right now was like 93 bucks or something. Yeah. It hurts. I, I 93 is a little tough. I don't, I don't think it's there. I will probably, I'll find at some point, maybe I get a boot of it. If it exists somewhere, I'll find it. I don't know. At some point it's on the, it's in the watch list now. Hell yeah. But this is a throne record. I love it. Oh thing. yes. This is a throne record. I, <laughs> yeah, I have buddy. nothing bad to say about it. I love this record. And because I'm not comparing it to E-Town allows me to. That's, think. that's the key. Like, yeah, yeah that, that was the same thing with me when I went into, when we were doing E-Town that's why I said, like, I'm throwing it for what it is, not mm-hmm. for anything specific. Yeah. Because I I have Hazen Street, and yeah. I love Hazen Street. But E-Town is something completely different, yeah. even though it's similar. Same and thing. It, yeah, it's yeah. the same thing here. It, it has the has some of the same vibes. It definitely does. It, it has some of the same ideas of mm-hmm. how, how it's put together, but it's done in two very different ways. Yeah. From, from two very different groups. For sure. But ve- sure. but but the same also. It's weird. It's it weird. is really weird. Like <laughs> like like we said, how similar these two bands are, and how similar these two records are in the sound and the feel. It's very similar, but it's also completely different. But you know, this now makes more sense. Why Madball plays with E Town on all those shows when they do it? So there's a chance that Hazen Street and E Town were on the same show because oh, Madball man. plays with E Town all the time. How great would that lineup be? Like, I think E-Town has toured with Madball. Oh, shit. That would be phenomenal. <laughs> That'd be unreal. That'd be phenomenal. Be Give me up. an E-Town, Madball, H2O, H2O Hazen Street show. Man, that's your dream. <laughs> I'd be going nuts. You'd be fucking flying to Argentina or something for that. Let's do it. Let's do it. Man. Yeah. So, yeah, it's thrown. That's so, awesome. That makes and- me so happy. And neither of us are given a record for next week, right? Because the next week's draft week. Next week, yeah, next week is draft week. And we can reveal now that we are we'll be drafting kind of fitting coming yeah, off this little it bit. It kind of is, yeah. We will be drafting the hardcore people might argue that legends. Uh can't, you can't argue can't argue legends. You can't they argue legends, legends, but you can argue people I've heard people argue the hardcore part. Yeah. Whatever. Like, oh, metalcore. Not to yeah, me. It doesn't sound like no. it's me. I, I mean, it could be where the sound was birthed. I mean, I, I was going to say maybe super early metalcore. I'll give you that maybe like the pioneers of that. But yes, yeah. but we will be drafting the discography of Hatebreed. So if you want to yeah. go listen to all of Hatebreed and have an interesting week. Yeah, like we are. <laughs> yes, do it. Do it before next week. So Hatebreed yeah. draft next week. Scott, this isn't all you're listening to, though. What were you listening no. to? What I was record listening to. My record of the week, uh, Still Dreaming by Kid Abstract. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I went completely different with, with it. Uh, super jazzy, mellow. I was still positive, mm-hmm. positive vibes. Hip hop from Southern California. Uh, I think you turned me on to him a couple years ago with uh, his record Jazzy, jazzy Vibes. vibes. <laughs> Loved it. Been following him since. And this is the second record of his that I've listened to, and it's fantastic. Got my vinyl copy in, signed. He signed yeah. it for me. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's it's great. 
Really great. I'm glad we're both going hip hop for our records of the week. Ooh, what you my, got? My record is almost hip hop. Not in that same realm, though. Oh, I'll tell you that right off completely the bat. different. My my record of the week is called Nonsense and Mexican Shit. Oh shit! Okay. And it is by that Mexican OT. All right. That's his name. That Mexican OT. Name. I think he's somehow maybe maybe it's just the sound I'm hearing and everything, but I think he's somehow related to Paul Wall. Not like familiar, like by a family, but like through record and music sure. and stuff like that. I think there's some, Paul Wall somewhere involved, but okay. Texas. Um, he is Mexican. It's not a it's not an offensive name. He's a he is, <laughs> he is Mexican, but it is that that really Texas style that that big X the plug that I got into. It's it, I mean it's a little different than that, but you can hear if Paul Wall isn't involved, you can hear the influence. Put it that way. Sure, gotcha. like, there's there is some influence there, but Paul Wall has always had that heavy Texas vibe to him. Yeah, I found out about this guy on TikTok. He go. It popped up, and it was just a clip of one of his songs, and it just said at the top, "Texas is in good hands." I didn't know what that meant, <laughs> and I listened to it, and it was amazing. I love it. It's just a dude. The, the and this whole record, I think, came out last year. Oh, okay, maybe two years ago at this point. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say last year. Two years feels too 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 long ago. But it's just, I don't anticipate the rest of this guy's music to sound like this because sure. it's just a guy rapping his ass off for mm. like 30 minutes like gotcha. he's just going off and if you like that kind of rap if you like that you'd like this but it is definitely southern tinged that mexican ot's nonsense and mexican shit gotcha um scott i guess that's it yeah i dude i'm so stoked that you like this record loved it all. I, I bet you you're still not as stoked as i was about the e-town because i was worried <laughs> there, there had there had to be part of you though that knew because i loved e-town that there i i had a feeling well, here's the thing. E-Town, like we said, kind of like takes the two extremes yes. of what they do. And Hazen Street is that in between mixed with the pop punk. And I didn't know if that poppiness was going to be too much where you got completely out of both the hardcore and the hip hop. See, it's weird, though, because you know I love pop. I know. But, but when... for some reason... When pop is used with other things, sometimes it does miss me. You get I really, I, yeah, I was gonna why. say, you get really iffy when you combine it with certain things. Yes. And I didn't know if I don't know why. Yeah, I didn't know if combining it with the hardcore and the hip hop, if throwing the sugary choruses of of the pop punk in there mm-hmm. was gonna be too much for you. No, it hit me just right. That's now, awesome. if if this if this would come out today and yeah. it would sound exactly like it does, except the pop punk sound is not pop punk of the early thousands and it's pop punk of today. Of now, yeah, might be a completely different story. Right? Yeah, might be a completely different story. But for what this album is, it's a thrown album. It's God, yes, I. That's so. That's fantastic. Uh, so follow us on Twitter at awlpod. Follow us on Instagram at awlpod. This is the email at areyoulistening.podgmail.com. Join the Facebook group. Link will be in the show notes. Scott, thank you for the show. Thank you for the friendship. Thank you for the episode. Thank you, brother. Thank you for the album. Yeah, I'm so glad you liked it. I'm so glad. Listen to Hatebreed next week. Do draft it. Them. Drafting their discography. Whole lot of Hatebreed. Here we go. We're we're gonna and we're gonna draft it by shouting and doing Jamie Josta impressions <laughs> the whole time. Are you listening? Are you listening? Slow motion for me. Slow motion for me. Slow motion for me. Move a slow motion for me. Hey, yeah, yeah, boom, boom, down, 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 doing a do- jingling, jingling around.
Welcome to Americana. She's no Michelle Branch, I'll tell you that. <laughs> 